Okay. 2023 is a year filled with examples of music artists taking one for the team in the literal sense. But then again, that's really nothing new. Music artists have a far higher injury rate than women college gymnasts year in and year out. In recent months, these injuries abound, ranging from when Frank Ocean broke his leg on festival grounds ahead of his Coachella headlining spot, which he then had to cancel, to when Sam Smith walked out on a concert after noticing a vocal cord injury, which also resulted in the cancellation of shows on their tour. And then there's all the injuries inflicted by fans, which is a job hazard no performing artist should ever have to deal with. From Drake to Harry Styles, Kelsey Ballering, Bebe Rexa, Ava Marks, there are plenty of alarming stories of fans throwing objects at or otherwise attacking artists on stage in the last year alone. There were no unhinged fans in Elkin, North Carolina in the first weekend of August, thankfully, but I did get to witness examples of artists playing through pain there at the Reefstock Music Festival. Both headliners had some pretty significant setbacks just days ahead of their performances. In Daryl Scott's electric trio, drummer Jeff Seip had undergone hand surgery, while Christina Vane suffered a bad cut to her foot. Oh, the guys have been helping out a lot. Um, obviously, you know, I have like this injury situation, but I drove, yeah, I drove 30 hours from Los Angeles to Nashville by myself with uh, this injury. <laughs> so yeah, I do do a lot of driving. Both bands put on a great show. Christina played her set mostly standing, but did sit while playing some of her songs, which included music from her second and latest album, Make Myself Me Again, which includes the song you're hearing now, Little Black Cloud. Christina Vane played plenty of new music as well, which is coming sometime in the future on album number three. We talked after her performance and enjoyed a lively conversation touching on everything from the apparent irony of how she fell in love with American blues music at a pub in England, how growing up in Europe affected her perceptions of both her American and Guatemalan identity, before coming to live in the U.S. and then falling in love with the American West. How she has rewritten her own priorities while still staying true to her purpose in life, her obsession with Skip James and Blind Willie Johnson, and a lot more. I'm Joe Kendrick, welcoming you to our episode on Christina Vane on Southern Songs and Stories. Shoes. 
Southern Songs and Stories is part of the podcast lineup of both Public Radio WNCW and Osiris Media. Osiris creates music podcasts and events to help music fans deepen their connection to the music they love with all of their shows at OsirisPod.com. Osiris works in partnership with Jam Bass, which connects music fans to the music they love and empowers them to go see live music. Capsule versions of Southern Songs and Stories are produced for broadcast on WNCW by me, Corey Askew. More information about this and other podcasts from Grassroots Radio, WNCW at WNCW.org. Having grown up between England, France, and Italy before moving to the U.S. at age 18, Vane seems unlikely to have become a torchbearer for American roots music. She speaks fluent Italian and Spanish in addition to English, but she has found a home in front of American audiences exclusively, at least for now. Noting how unlikely it seems to find an artist crossing cultural boundaries like she has done, I asked her about her connection with roots music and blues music especially, wondering aloud whether she has some sort of gene for slide guitar. (laughs) You know, that's the closest thing to my theory that I think someone's vocalized because my theory isn't even a theory, it's just the answer I give every time someone asks like, what did you like about this music? I'm like, what do people like about chocolate, the color blue, modern architecture, whatever your thing is, you sometimes don't know why, right? You maybe you can describe the things you like about it. I love the tonality in blues music. I love a lot of the scales they use. I like seem to like pentatonic music, I don't know, but yeah, is there a pentatonic scale gene where I'm just like, wow, that sounds cool, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think, you know, that that exact fact is exactly why I was so fascinated myself. And I think it's great that other people are equally like, that means that something very powerful is happening in the music is, is the conclusion I drew from that. Because I was like, how is this girl who grew up across the pond with a very different life and a very different time and a very different lived experience from the people singing these songs, how is it hitting me in such a deep way? And I don't think any music lover, art lover can describe it sometimes. Like there's just something that speaks to you. And my journey has sort of been, how do I digest that, love it, be in it, play it, model it, and then respect it and make my own thing that's like, you know, not a cheap ripoff, essentially, because nobody needs more of that. And the people that I love have done it, you know, better than I ever could. So that was always my thing was like, how I love this so much, but this isn't my voice, you know, and and how do I find my voice within these things that are are fascinating me at the moment. And it, it grew to expand, obviously, like banjo and old time music. And a lot of people, you know, then the Carolinas really (laughs) enter the picture there with like, a lot of the people that I listened to when I was trying to figure out how to play banjo and what all these old songs were about. So, you know, I don't know, but there's just some magic and there's magic everywhere. You know, that's the beauty of the world and culture and global music. I mean, you go to any pocket of any town in any country in any continent and there's some fascinating thing happening where people have adapted an instrument or have their own rhythm or do something, you know, it's like human beings just sharing this thing. Anyway, not to get too heady, but right, right. I don't know, but I just love it. I love that specific brand of it, I guess I should say. And Mm -hmm. 
well, how do you explain that? Are you a Coke person or a Pepsi person? I don't know. know? (laughs) Yeah, it's just fascinating to see how something so specific to uh, a time and a place. So a lot of the the music of Skip James, you know, it could not have originated today if there never was a, a Skip James back then. You know, it had to happen back then, but then it becomes timeless once Christina Vane gets on board. Huh. And it takes, you know, you're completely out of context in so many ways there, but it's so neat to see how things can continue and maybe skip a stone across the water and it keeps on going, So something like that. Yeah, and, you know, I... I chuckled when you said that because I was like that's the idea of me in any way mattering and Skip James's you know legacy is is hilarious to me but I totally get what you're saying and um and and I think of the person who led me to Skip James is Rory Block and if she hadn't covered that tribute album I I would I had heard Skip James actually I'd already heard uh you know because I'd watched um not Man of Constant Sorrow the famous Oh, what? Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Thank you. Yeah. And he's he's in that that his uh, he isn't a recording of his song is. But I did never looked it up. I never thought, wow, that sounds amazing. I just was watching the movie. And then I heard Rory Block's album and I heard Hard Time Killing Four Blues, the same song, but her singing it and recorded on modern technology. And it just stunned me. I mean, I played it like 10 times and then I was like, I got to listen to the original here. And that just changed my life. I don't know. I can't explain it. It was like strange. I was in this like 20 something person in LA in my Prius, like blasting Blind Willie Johnson and Skip James for months. For a few months, it was all I played because I was obsessed. It was like the coolest thing I'd ever heard. Ever. And the people are different from door to door. Can't find no heaven, I don't care where they go. In addition to artists like Blind Willie Johnson and Skip James, Christina Vane draws from a well that includes, as she has said elsewhere, Megadeth, Metallica, British indie artists, The Strokes, and Bonnie Bear. The new song she played in concert that night at Reefstock showed a progression towards different grooves, different textures, like those songs were coming from somewhat of a different place. I asked her if she was still coming into herself as a songwriter. Yeah, or... Yes, always, I think. But I would also kind of look at it as um, I don't know. I would. I don't think I want to arrive anywhere because that means that I'm not growing, uh, right? So I want to be happy with what I do. But I think the thing with a lot of music is you look back four years later and you're like, well, I wouldn't, you know, maybe write that song now. I'm going to write a different song now. And uh, some people maybe just have a thing and they do it all the way for a long time. And I guess my thing is just writing the songs I feel. 
has the re your relationship changed with any of the songs that are in your catalog? You've got a couple of re two records now. Yeah, um, definitely. I think I was just talking to the guys in the van that uh, I got to uh, learn on stage with them in some sense. Like I've done a lot of my guitar learning in my own, uh, in my room on my own and with a teacher back, you know, when I had a mentor in Los Angeles for the fingerstyle stuff. But uh, I, I uh, played solo a lot and it's really great now to have the guys where so I can try new things on some of these songs that I've been playing in a really similar way for a long time uh, and just get different with it and take different solos and do different things with my voice and uh, have fun. So yeah, I definitely play things a little differently now for sure. I mean, I've been playing these songs for like five years now. <laughs> Some of them. Rounding out our episode on Christina Vane with the title track to her 2022 album, Make Myself Me Again. Thanks for listening. We are so grateful when you tell someone about this series. And it's easy to follow us on your podcast platform of choice, where it will only take a minute to give us a top rating and where it's an option, like on Apple Podcasts, a review. This series is a part of the lineup of both Public Radio WNCW and Osiris Media, with all the Osiris shows available at osirispod.com. You can also hear new episodes on Bluegrass Planet Radio at bluegrassplanetradio.com. Thanks to Corey Askew for producing the radio adaptations of this series on Public Radio WNCW, where we worked with Joshua Ming, who wrote and performed our theme songs. I'm your host and producer, Joe Kendrick, and this is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South and the artists who make it.
playlist in the van? I think people are going to think I'm a psycho because sometimes I just forget to put music on. Uh, a lot of the times it's because my phone is charging and I don't have like the splitter to attach a phone and charge at the same time. But sometimes I'm just tired and I'm like, oh, we've gone like 30 minutes before I realize that there's no music on. But the van has a, a tape player and I have some really random and awesome tapes. I have like Chris Smither. I have uh, an old Rodney Crowell tape. I have West Montgomery Greatest Hits, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. We have some Grateful Dead tapes. We just got like a very strange and wide variety of things. Yeah. Is anybody listening to podcasts on these road trips? No, man. Uh, I don't know. So y'all are old school. Podcasts tapes. send me to sleep if I'm driving. Okay. Unless it's daytime and I'm very like awake. I, I can get sleepy if I listen to a voice, especially if it's soothing.